All right. Well, welcome everybody. Yeah, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just, we're gonna go right down the middle. I think that's gonna be perfect. That'll be fun. Um, we're gonna do things a little different tonight. First of all, welcome to those especially that are new this this evening. My name is Chase, and my wife Holly and I are uh, the the pastors here. And uh, man, what an amazing opportunity! If, if, first of all, if you are a guest, like it's just it's an honor to have you. And for those that invited a friend, way to go! Like, man, this is a family here, and we really do believe that we want to create a place where you can be completely, uh, the walls can come down. Like there's something, I say this a lot, but there's something about church that periodically people can believe that church has got to be a place where you got to be perfect in order to be accepted. You got to have your life all put together, that you got to have your, your stuff. Everybody say stuff. You got to have your stuff figured out in order to walk into these doors and people be like, okay, cool, you can be here. Man, that's the farthest thing from the truth, though. We're all messed up. We're all in desperate need of grace. And we're all on a journey of walking with Jesus to some degree. Some of you have started that journey. Some of you have yet to start it, but I believe one day you will. But if you're here tonight, I know it's not an accident that God's got something for you. And we do something every year where we take a concentrated three to four weeks where we really focus in on the topic, the issue, the problem, the potential, the gift of love and relationships and we're in the month of love. February is the month of love. And uh, so we take this month to really kind of walk through it. We opened it up last week. And because of snowmageddon, snowpocalypse, snow whatever you want to call it, uh, everybody's different schools and stuff were canceled for the most part. And out of safety, wanting to make sure people didn't get in accidents and different things late at night, cold, icy roads. We canceled our service in person. But we had a fa- – uh, nope, did it again. Instagram. We did an Instagram live last Sunday night. I know some of you got to be a part of that and, 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 and get to, to tune in. Uh, but we tried something new because we still wanted to engage with you and connect with you. And uh, man, we, we opened up our love and relationship series that way. Uh, but there's nothing like being together in person. There's nothing like being here. There's nothing like worshiping together. We're experiencing God's presence together. And I mean, I love technology and what it allows us to accomplish whenever we've got things like weather that prevent us from gathering in person. But man, I'm pumped that you're here tonight because we're in week two of Love and Relationships. And if you missed last Sunday night's live stream or you only caught a snippet of it or whatever, we podcast our messages and that's already up on the podcast at LWY. Uh, Well, first of all, our Instagram page, if you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram because that's where we have a lot of our stuff, our information, at LWY High School. That's the first thing. But podcasts, anybody listen to podcasts? Anybody listen to that? Okay, you got podcast people? Cool. Podcasting is, I love, that's awesome. Okay, that's awesome. Podcasting, uh, we have our sermons that we, our messages on Sunday nights are on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. So if you search LWY High School, LWY, one word, one phrasing, and then high school, two words, you can find us. Subscribe uh, to join that. It'll automatically go to your whatever app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. And it's important that you do because if you miss a week, it helps you stay along the journey of what God's doing and what he's speaking to us as a family, as a community. And if you missed the first week, there were some great questions that were asked last week. Oh, my goodness. We took some time. My wife and I each shared a quick thing God put on our heart. And then we just opened it up. Uh, and we, we did two options. You could either ask via live stream in Instagram uh, and be bold and have your name be there, your username. Or you can text in anonymously to, a, to an application we've got that asks questions um, that we received as well. And so we're going to do the same thing tonight in a little bit. I'm gonna, I got a word that I'm going to challenge you with and encourage you with, but we will take a good chunk of our night to, to respond to questions that you have live time tonight about love and relationships. Really, anything goes. Like, this isn't one of those, like, I have to ask a church-like question here. Like, we really want to take the lid off this thing and go, I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to answer all of them or that we can, but I want to give you the opportunity to say, like, this is something I'm actually wrestling with, or I've got a friend who's going through this, and they're trying to figure it out. What do, we, what do you guys think? What's the Bible say? What should we be, how should we be processing? So as I go into this first part, I want to give you some time to be thinking if you didn't already know that we were going to do this, and uh, to text in anonymous questions if you want. So that number, if you're ready, I don't know, if we, do we have a slide? We may, we may or may not. 
There it is. Number is 97,97000. You can text your question to that number about love and relationships. It'll come up on our stuff here. I just got one. Already came in. Boom. So as we're talking, you can text some questions in, and then we'll get to those moments. I'm going to invite um, Amanda and Wesley up here. They're going to join me tonight as a newly married couple. Eight, nine, ten months. How, how long have you guys been married? Six. Guys are guys are veterans. <laughs> veterans. All right. So you can get on that, but I, I do want to encourage you. I have a word. I do have a word God's put on my heart to share with you tonight. So I want you to I want you to catch it. And then we'll get to these questions and have a great time. Cool? Awesome. All right. So let's get right into it tonight. Actually, let me pray. Can I do that? You cool with that? Let me pray. Just to kind of <sighs> take a deep breath here. Let's pray. God, thank you for. Yeah, thank you for that word that Wesley just challenged us, that reminder in Romans 8. God, that we're, nothing can separate us from the love of God. What a powerful reminder tonight. I'm thankful for that for my own life. God, the failures that I've walked in, the mistakes that I've made, and yet you still hold on to me. Thank you. God, speak to us tonight. Help us have healthier relationships. Help us, whatever mentality or perspective that is incorrect that we're holding on to, shift it, change it, transform it. We want to think more like you, be more like you, and, and build our relationships more in you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So tonight, the simple word that I want to challenge you with, you ready? Timing. Timing. Man, when I was in high school, for me, timing was my greatest weakness. Because when I thought about relationships... When I thought about what I wanted, it was always, it never lined up with the timing that it really played out and to be. Like, I, a lot of you guys know our story, my wife and I's story, and I don't have the time to get into it all tonight, but, man, my wife was a year older than me, and she was in the same youth group as me, so just like this context, we came every Sunday night to youth group, Wednesday night to youth group, went on missions trips together, the whole spiel, and I saw this girl worshiping Jesus, and I was like, golly, that's attractive. <laughs> I want, I want that. I want that. Whatever is happening right there, I want that. So I begin to develop a liking for this girl, and it, it goes on and on and on. And ultimately, for me, what I wrestled with a lot of high school was timing, and the timing never lining up with the timing I wanted. I want to talk to you about timing in context of love and relationships, because no matter where you are tonight, no matter your opinion on relationships, no matter if you're like pro-dating from like five years old on, you know, like, yeah, I just, I want to, whatever, or you're like, no, I won't date until like I've got my college degree and I got my life figured out, or you're, you're, you're in a different upbringing where your parents have got something different, or you got an upbringing where your parents don't care at all. What's amazing about this group here is that everybody comes from a different place and a different background, and yet we all come into a place of needing Jesus to help us have healthy relationships. Because the truth is, no matter what, we can't have healthy relationships on our own. Can I get an amen? amen. A lot of us try to, a lot of us try to do it on our own. A lot of us try to make relationships happen on our own and make them good and make them right and make them what we want, when we want, how we want. And that fails. And that breaks down. And that's destructive. Jesus helps us make our relationships healthy. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in the context of timing. I was thinking I was going to sit. I can't. Y'all are going to have to just deal with me for a second. Get behind me. That was the scripture. Anybody catch that? A little scripture reference? Cool, thanks. Bible. Okay, cool. <laughs> timing is everything. Timing in singleness. Timing in the hope-filled desire to date eventually. Timing in dating. And timing in engagement to be married. And then there's a whole separate section of timing in marriage. But no matter what season or place you're in, wherever you land even tonight, you got a girlfriend or, you, or a boyfriend, or you, have, you hope to have one, or you did have one, no matter what, we all get to a point in our, in our, in our seasons and in our, our, our places of where we are, where when we finally get there and we get what we want, we immediately begin to go into wanting the next step of what that is. So you're single, you're like, okay, once I get this relationship, then I could start like finally figuring some of these things out because I, I like that girl so much. I like that guy so much. As soon as like we start to actually have a relationship, then these things are going to start falling into, into place. Then I'm going to be able to figure out how to just feel more fulfilled and like know where I need to go. And then you get the relationship and you start dating, you start courting, you start pursuing whatever we all call it nowadays, and you are a thing 
or your actually official thing, FBO, Facebook official, but none of y'all are really on Facebook anymore, so what is it now? I don't know. Instagram officials? I don't even really think. Yeah, yeah, it's right. Bio. You're, you're officially, he's there in the bio with the little squiggly heart, with the little kissy face emoji. There you go. That's official. You get there, though, and then the, the moment you get there, you're like, oh, I really want this in our relationship. Like, I can't wait until we can do this. Like, I can't wait till we're at this level where we can, like, be in public and confidently, like, hold hands walking down. I can't wait till we can start hugging or kissing or whatever it starts going. I can't wait till we're at this place in our relationship dating. And then it's like, I can't, I just can't keep dating anymore. I got to get married. This is killing me. I felt that, like, at 14 years old. It's like, some of you guys know, man, it's, it's not a joke. Like, I remember, like, literally telling my mom and dad, like, I think I'm going to be one of those, like, stories where, like, I get married at 16. Y'all are going to have to deal with it. And they're like, good luck finding a girl's dad who's going to let that happen. And, uh, but I was like, I, I finally, like, got in a moment. I was like, I just got to get married, and then it'll solve all my problems. The reality is, no matter what season you're in or place you're in in a relationship or not, you will always begin wanting the next step. But it all comes back down to timing. So, so for all of us tonight, no matter, even though I'm going to be speaking specifically to some relationship stuff, don't check out just because you may not be in one. There's something here that God wants to speak to. So here's four quick things that I want to challenge you, challenge you with in regards to timing. Four principles, four truths, whatever you want to call it. If you've got a journal or paper, you want to write them down or take them in notes in your phone, you can. Um, but I, I just want to encourage you with these, with these challenges. The first challenge is this. The first truth is this. God's timing is the best timing. God's timing in way is the best timing in way. Man, if we can begin to actually not just say that, think that, but believe that and live that in our life, that God actually has a timing that is better than our timing. That in the way that I have this thing mapped out, the way that I'm going to start this relationship, the way we're going to do this relationship, the way we're going to go to the next phase of this relationship and get engaged and get married and all these kind of things is never better than God's way and timing of doing it. But a lot of the time what we do is we get ahead of God because God's not moving fast enough on our timetable. Like, I'm going to, God, you're, I'm prayed for a couple days, Lord, and you're not making this thing happen, so I'm going to go ahead and make it happen. But God's timing is the best timing. And if you can begin to truly speak that to yourself, because a lot of the time you can say it, but like, I, I don't really believe it. You got to keep speaking it over your life. Keep speaking it over your life. Keep speaking it over your life. God's timing is the best timing. His way is the best way. And if that is the beginning of your trajectory or the beginning of your cascading or whatever you want to call it, the, the foundation, let's go in a different direction. The, the base of how you build your relationships or your relationship with that special person that you want to have, man, you will watch God lead you rather than you try to lead yourself by yourself. God's way is the best way. God's timing is the best timing. I love how Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah says it just as the like bold blanket statement of, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, God speaking through the prophet Isaiah. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Be reminded tonight, wherever you sit, in the longing to have a relationship one day, in being in one, and having been in one, hoping that it could, you could just be married right now and all your problems would go away. <laughs> The reality is that God does things at a higher level than we do. And so we need that in order to do our relationships well and healthily. Some of you just need that reminder. Hey, humble yourself. Stop being so prideful. Stop being so arrogant. Some of you just listen to me. This is, I love you. You're being too prideful. Some of you think you can do this thing on your own. Stop. Submit yourself to God's way. Let him lead you. I promise you. It's not like he's a genie in the bottle that you get to just like rub it one time, boom, God's going to do what you want. But I promise you that if you submit yourself to God's way, the way your relationships are going to begin to turn out will be so much more fruitful and life-giving and fulfilling and healthy than you could do it on your own. Number two, principle. You've heard me say this a lot. I'm going to say it again, though, because it's a part of this culture that I want you to hear and get sick of me saying, ready? The right thing plus the wrong time equals the wrong thing. The equation up there, think about it. The right thing 
plus the wrong time equals the wrong thing. Let's put it in the context of relationships. The right person plus the wrong time equals the wrong person. Holly was the right person for me in ninth grade. She was it. I was an eighth grader ready to go. <laughs> I was about to bridge that junior high, middle, high school gap, and I was going to be a hero for all my eighth grade boys. Look at me. I got a high school girl. Let's do this thing. Holly was the right girl. It was the wrong time. So it was the wrong thing. Too many of us have our eyes set on the right thing, which is a great place, but we try to, we try to do it in our timing, and it creates the unhealthy wrong thing. Slow your roll. Don't get ahead of God. Don't get ahead of his presence. Now, all of this said, all that I'm saying right now is easier said than done. I get it. I was, I'm, I'm, in your, I'm in your seats. Like, I feel it. And you're like, yeah, you're a pastor. You got to say that, Chase. Like, you got to tell us those things. But I'm telling you, from this end, looking back, I graduated 10 years ago. This is my 2019 to my 10-year high school reunion. Gosh, this is craziness. But I, I look back at this last 10 years, and I go, wow, the moments that I regretted it the most were when I tried to force my thing in my timing with great things, with great people. With great opportunities. This is a great principle that goes parallel and universal across life. Other things that it's a timing thing. A lot of the times we think, oh, this is right. He's right. She's right. This is going to work. And it doesn't because God's going, it's not the right time yet. The right thing plus the wrong time equals the wrong thing. I love how the song of songs says it. Solomon, he, he's writing this poem, but I love the principle of this. It says, do not arouse or awaken love until the right time. A lot of this culture it does, they don't even consider that. They don't consider timing. They only consider impulse. They consider desire. They're like, I want this right now. So let's get it. I want her right now. I want this relationship now. I want this physical thing in this relationship right now. I want this status right now. I want to feel good right now. But the Bible is saying, hold up. There's a way better way to do it if you can understand that love, when it's awakened in the wrong time, is explosive in a, in a not good way destructive in a way that can damage you and your relationships. The right thing plus the wrong time equals the wrong thing. Number three, delayed gratification equals maturity. Let me break this down. The sign of a mature person is a person's ability to delay gratification. The immediate I get this right now because I want it. This maturity is the ability to be like, I want this right now, but I don't. I'm not going to go get it right now because I don't. I don't need it right now, or I don't. It's not the right time. I can wait. I can delay this gratification. That's called maturity. And man, I want to challenge some of us because some of us, this is like our thing, and this was the thing I struggled with the most. Whether it's lust, and some, let me just speak to the issue of lust for a moment, okay? Because because of the world of technology now. Like, it, lust almost, like, jumps on you every second of every day. Like, you don't even have to go looking for it now when it comes to the opportunities of pornography or different things like that in our context and in our world. It comes finding you rather than you come and finding it. Like, that's the reality. I mean, just being real. That's what, whether you're on any kind of social media platform or you have any technology, it's been an issue forever. It's not just because we have cell phones now, but it's a bigger issue than ever. But the point of, the point of this thing is, like, the person that can... Continue to delay that gratification and go, no, this is not for me. This is not the right way. It's not the right time. God's got a better design for this. Man, that's the mature person right there. And healthy relationships really have mature people that are working out their maturity. So, so for you, think about it for a moment. What's something that you have, you have indulged in that you needed to delay? What's something in your life personally or in your relationship, if you're in a relationship, you can think about that's a, a gratification Something that you like just want to, it, it feels good, so you do it. Whether it doesn't have to just be physical, because I think that's where we just go physical, but there's other things. Like, there's other, there's other contexts in a relationship that you can go and, and, and I, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge that and say, man, like God's got a greater design for you in maturity. Delayed gratification equals maturity. What do you need to delay rather than indulge? Finally, this is the biggest one. Because no matter where you are in a relationship, not in one, wanting to be in one, not caring. Here's the biggest, the biggest thing that to encourage you with. Your waiting can either be wasted or invested. 
Your waiting can either be wasted or invested. We're all going to wait. I had to wait as an eighth grader. And then I, you know, I remember, I remember finally, I remember, I mean, how God worked together our relationship. I was just telling somebody last night, I think, student leadership meeting, was that where we were talking about? I was telling some students about Holly and I, the way Holly and I started dating officially and liking each other and how the whole process, we were kind of going into it. And I was reminded, some of those things were resurfaced and I was reminded about that. And, and how many moments that I wasted waiting for that season to come. I was so desperate. I remember, and then finally getting to date her. Oh my gosh, all right, we were dating now. Like, nobody else could get her. Like, nobody else could, nobody else could boo that girl up. It was me. It's my boo. You know that? My boo thing. But, it was almost immediately, I was just thinking like, man, I, I can't wait till we get married. I just can't wait till we get married. I guess dating is awesome, but like I can't wait. Once I just want to get married, I just want to be able to like be together forever. Like I want to be able to stop saying goodnight and like going to separate houses. And I want, I want, I want closeness. And and I had to wait, and I had to wait, and I felt like every season was another opportunity to wait. Like cool. I, I and, and man, I just see so many people waste their waiting. Waiting, everybody's gonna wait. Nobody gets to escape waiting. Period. Y'all gonna wait. You can waste your waiting. Or you can invest your waiting. What are you doing with your waiting? Whether you're a single person that longs to be in a relationship or you're a dating relationship that's longing for your relationship to go to the next level or you're like real serious in a dating relationship and you're ready to graduate high school and get this thing on. How are you investing? <laughs> Y'all are in high school. How are you investing? You're waiting. Let me tell you, God has something for you in your waiting. God's got character development in your waiting. God's got things he wants to refine you in your waiting. God's got things that he wants to shift in your heart while you're waiting. So don't just bypass the waiting and try to push through it and go, I got to get to the next thing. I got to get to the next thing. If you're single in here and you're like, I want a relationship so bad. Like I, I know like I'm putting the front on like I don't, but I really do. Man, singleness is a gift. Single, the single season is a gift. And man, some of you that are like, yeah, right, really? But no, for real, like singleness. And yeah, some of you guys are in here that, that are some of our adult leaders in here that are in that season too. Like we're going we're gonna to have a moment in a couple weeks. We're going to, we'll hear a little bit more from that group. But, but singleness, don't waste your singleness. Maximize your singleness for God. Man, invest in friendships and relationships. Become the man or the woman God's called you to be. Like now, don't waste your waiting. Invest it into the future relationship that you will have one day when you are married, if you have a married relationship. But I promise you, that's the only two options. There's no middle ground. There's no great. There's either wasting or there's investing. There's no kind of middle place. You're either doing one or the other. What are you doing with your waiting? You will never go wrong with waiting on God and trusting his timing. Ever. Now, I, I get that there's a lot of gray here. Like, how do you know when the timing is right? Okay, Chase, cool. I'm, I'll wait. But, like, how long do I wait? Is it forever? Is it when's waiting done? Like, is there a time? I, I get all that, that, that that's, a, that's a legitimate thing to wrestle through in questions. But, but the reality is a lot of us don't consider the, the power and the potential of waiting and trusting the timing of the Lord like we really should. And I think the Lord just would want to remind us tonight that his way is better than our way. That the right thing plus the wrong time equals the wrong thing. Delayed gratification equals maturity. And then finally, your waiting can be wasted or invested. What are you doing with it? Last thing I'll say, and we'll pray, and then we'll invite Wes and Amanda up, and we'll get to some, some questions. Last bold thing, if you're going to write anything down, or if this remember anything from this, this series. This is kind of the, the theme of our love and relationship series. Love and relationships built on Jesus that operate in God's timing flourish. Love and relationships that are built on Jesus and operate in God's timing flourish. Those are the two factors. Jesus has got to be the core, core centerpiece, the foundation, and then trust in the timing of God in each st stage and phase of the relationship. Let's pray, and then I'm going to invite my my peeps up. 
Lord, thank you for grace. God, that we can be here tonight, and there's a lot of us that come with different baggage and different upbringings and backgrounds and experiences, and well, we all bring different things to the table, but ultimately, God, your grace just evens it all out. Your, your forgiveness, your mercy, your redemption, it's all available to us tonight. So, God, I pray that as people listen to this and they're thinking about it and they go home and they chew on it more and they process it, pray and wrestle it down, that your spirit would be the one that illuminates this truth. That it's not just the words that I speak or some advice that somebody can give, but, God, it's your spirit that begins to get into their hearts, open their eyes and open their ears to the beautiful gift of love and relationships that are built on Jesus and operate in your timing. We love you. Help us. We need your help. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Will you guys welcome Wes and Amanda Wimberly up to the platform tonight? Do you guys want to sit next to each other, or can I just sit right in between you? Nice. All right. Do you have an extra mic? <laughs> we are in love and relationships month, and you guys are married. Okay. Um, all right, you guys ready? Oh. Yeah, I want to. Uh, here's how we're going to do it. Um, we're gonna, we got a bunch of questions that are coming in, still coming in. Uh, the, t- the number again, 97. Yeah, it's up there. Cool. 97000. Zero, zero, zero. And uh, we're going to roll. Are you, how are you guys doing? I, I don't now? usually feel shorter than you. So <laughs> That's great. Thanks, man. Thank you for the clap. Is that Jude? Nope. Get up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, so here's how we're going to First of all, these guys, if you don't know Wes and Amanda, these are uh, amazing individuals who are an amazing couple and ma- married six months. We did this uh, with you guys, not about love and relationships. A few months ago, we did like a family night and we talked through just questions that you guys brought in about anything, but it's not specific to this. I love that you guys get to speak into this because it's not about you having like this massive treasure chest of experience, although you are much more wise for your years than your years that add up to be like you're mature beyond your years. Um, and we, for us that know you, mature beyond your years. Okay, cool. I was like, y'all, it's like, I've said things that don't make sense up here, and y'all look at me, and I'm just I get insecure real quick, real fast. <laughs> you're mature beyond your years, and uh, but beyond that, you're real, and you're authentic. And you guys were in high school, and you did this whole youth group thing together to some degree when it came to like figuring out how to follow Jesus and journey in relationships. And so I love that they get a window in just from your guys' perspective as we talk through some of these questions. Um, so that's who these guys are if you don't know them. And uh, they're part of our LWI team. And uh, they're amazing. I love them and respect them a lot. So here we go. If anything stands out from the, you guys out of the gate, we got some here. Let's, let's tackle it right away. Um, one of the questions that I wanted to do was... Man, you guys did a really good. Okay, first question. Who would win in a fight, a gorilla or a grizzly bear? If it's a silverback, it's definitely a gorilla. (laughs) Yes, it would. Um, I just had to get a couple of those quick ones out of the gate. Um, There was a question. I don't know where it went, and it was so good from earlier. The question was, here it is. I don't don't have it here. I'm going to rephrase it, and then be be looking for you guys to take the the next one. The question was sent in from a friend of a person. Again, I don't know for sure, but I think it, it probably legitimately was. But the, the question the person asked was, my, I have a friend who's in a relationship, and this was, she was speaking about a girl. And, and the relationship that she's in is, is physical, and it's, it's not healthy. Like, it's, 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 it's unhealthy, like, when it comes to the physical side of the relationship. Not abusive, but, like, the sexual side of it. How do I, as her friend, and, and she's, she's giving more than this guy is caring about her. And I see that. How do I uh, speak to, how do I encourage her without her, A, getting hurt and offended, or without her putting a wall up and basically being like, I, I don't, you don't know my relationship. Um, but first of all, if you're that friend, I, I love that God's put you in, in, in this person's life for, for a reason, and that you're not looking at it. I, my prayer is, if you're in here or you're hearing this or whatever, then my prayer is that you're not 
looking at it as a like uh, like a shaming or a condemning or a whatever kind of way, but you genuinely are coming from a place of love, like you care about your friend. It seems like that. So I love this question because it's real, and y'all have friends, not y'all, all of you, but a lot of you do have friends or you are in relationships that are maybe like this. And um, man, let me tell you, some of you need to hear tonight. If you're in a, if you're in a relationship and things are, are physical in a way that it's not healthy, uh, like you're not too stuck. Let me say this. I think that there's some girls especially, let me speak to the girls for a second. There's some girls especially that think like, I've already done this stuff in my relationship and are in a past relationship or I've already given the guy this much of me. So like, what does it matter to, to, to stop? Like, I've already done this. Or I already did this with that guy, so why not with this guy? And I, 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 I see this happening when it comes to people that are in high school and beyond, college, young adults, and adults as well. But like, it, it starts in high school. It's where it really begins to like start happening. And let me tell you, uh, the lie is that because you've already done stuff or because you've already been involved in a sexual relationship that like you can't be completely freed and healed and redeemed and restored and start fresh as a brand new person, a brand new creation in Jesus. So let me help speak truth to you. You can't. And in the power of God redeeming you and healing you and forgiving you and all those different things, like you can start clean and fresh and you don't have to carry shame or condemnation or baggage of like feeling guilty or like dirty or like you don't get your value from the way that the guy, a guy physically touches you. Like that's just not, you know, that's not where you get your value. I know we went right there real quick, but let me tell you, I don't want to waste time tonight. And there's people that are in unhealthy relationships physically and they know that they are. And some of you girls are too afraid to say something and you need to say something and you need to stop and you need to say like, I, I'm worth more than this. If you really love and care about me, if you really value me, you will respect this side because I'm a treasured daughter of the king of kings. My body isn't for you to just like get to do with what you want because it makes you feel good and make no, like I'm, that's not where I get my value. I get it from Jesus. And so this is going to end now. I care about you. Some of you need to get out of the relationship because it's not healthy at all. But some of you need to have that conversation and know you got the boldness through the power of God to have that conversation and you don't have to be timid and afraid and scared. To the guys, if you're in that kind of relationship, hear me clearly. Stop. Don't lead like that. Man, that's not leading in love. That's not leading the way well. You, you are responsible to be a brother in Christ before anything else, even in the context of a relationship. And this isn't me being like condemnation. You're, you know, you're a bad person. Like you're a sinner. We're all sinners. We've all been to that spot. I almost wrecked my engagement with Holly the first time. We were engaged twice. Because the first time we got engaged, I was not leading our relationship physically the way it needed to be led. By God's grace, we saved sex for marriage, but we pushed the boundaries up in our engagement beyond where, where we had set the boundaries for our relationship. And it got to the point where I almost torpedoed our relationship from ever having a future because I did not lead her with Christ's love, with the gospel being the very center of our relationship in the world, the physical boundaries. Some of you men that are in relationships need to hear me. Be the man that God's called you to be. Lead with integrity. Some of you are the ones that are pushing that boundary. You need to stop. If you really love and care about your girlfriend, you really want her to have healthy, flourishing life relationship with you, come back to a place, be repentant, ask for forgiveness, bring somebody into that relationship, somebody you can trust, a leader, just be like, hey, I just want to be honest. This is where we've been. It's okay. I'm not going to sit here and be like, what's wrong with you? Clean yourself up. Heck no. We're all fa- we all fail. We've all blown it. God's grace is enough to cover you. But once you know, don't tune yourself out from the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Let God do something in you, even tonight, to go, we need to start fresh. We need to bring some people in. We need to repent. We need to confess to each other that this isn't what God's designed for our relationship, and we need a fresh start. So if you're that friend, don't back down. Speak that to her. If she's not here, and you're in here, and you're hearing me, Challenge her and encourage her with that truth because your, God's obviously shown you something to speak into her life that I think is something that is not an accident that you're supposed to speak into it. So be bold. Next question. What do you got? Uh, I've seen this a couple times, probably two, three times. Uh, is love more than a feeling? Yes. <laughs> That's a short answer. Um, I'll say two things. Feelings change. 
Love is a, love is a choice. Wait, pause. Write that down. Feelings change. That's one. Love is a choice. Feelings change. Love is a choice. And that choice to love in the context of marriage, according to scripture, according to what God says, should not change. But what, what's true? Feelings do change. So when we put that together, love is way more than a feeling, especially in the context of marriage. And that's, that is the the uh, it, it's not the pinnacle of, of love in as a Christian. I don't want you to hear that like marriage is the pinnacle, but um, feelings change. Love is a choice, and uh, if we just dictate how we love based on our feelings, then they're just gonna constantly gonna change. That's good. Yeah, one. Question. If you don't, I got I got one. I'll, I'll ask it, and you guys can answer. But go ahead. You got one. Um, I feel like this is a very popular. Can you hear? Question. There you go. And I just lost it. Basically, it was, what is the limit for physical boundaries? It's mm, a good question. Um, and this Such. is a very, I could probably, this is a long, probably winded question, but, or answer. I think, one, we just shift our perspective. It's not about what we're not doing, but it's about what we're choosing to do. So it's not about, well, I'm choosing not to do this and this and this and this, but I'm choosing to live the life the Lord intended for me. And I know for me, when we were dating, there was often this like mentality of like right, wrong, do, don't, this is bad, this is okay. And rather than that, it was shifting the perspective to, like we talked about earlier, I wanna live a life of purity and not just a life of doing the right and wrong things. And I think often we even don't think correctly of what the word purity means. Because even when you're married, you still have to live in purity. Yep. It, it's, you still do. It's not like you just get married and all of a sudden all boundaries are out the window with certain things. So right. even within dating, I think something uh, along the lines with this question is thinking about the things that you are choosing to say yes to now is investing in your future marriage, investing investing in your future relationships because you still have to have self-control even when you get married, even when you are in relationships with just friends. It doesn't just stop there. It's more of this, I'm relying on the Holy Spirit to lead me to that place rather than just being in this religious mindset of right and wrong. So I think the first thing is shifting our perspective of what limits even are and more of a choice of why well, I want to live in the light and how the Lord's intended for me. And I mean, I would ask someone close to you around you, a leader of like, if you really do have no idea, like what that even means practically, of to get some like practicals, because there are some practicals that you may think is totally fine, but actually isn't because it's not healthy. Yeah. So I don't know if you have yeah, And I would, I would say, stop asking the question, what's the limit? And start asking the question, how do I live in purity? How do I live how God's calling me to live in relationships when it comes to purity, when it comes to physical boundaries. Because um, w- when you shift that perspective, it changes everything. Yeah. We said this a week ago. Pastor John said it, though. It's so good. It stuck in me. The question is better not what is the line, but when is the time? Like, where, not where is the line what to cross, but when is the time? Because there's a time that that stuff is great in the context of marriage and the physical boundaries side. Like, and God designed it that way. When is the time is a better question. I love your example. You shared it last night. We were talking about it. Just real, real quick, can you hit it? Because I think it will help some of us in here with a practical like metaphor in regards to thinking about the physical boundaries in a relationship. Pastor John shared this one too, I think. Yeah. So um, in, the, in, in reference to boundaries, uh, there, is a, there is always the potential when it comes to the physical, when you are in a relationship, for a missile to hit your house and for things to blow up. Okay? So I know. It's crazy, right? But... What, what often we think of boundaries as, what we set boundaries as, is actually you've already gotten to the place where the missiles hit the house and everything is blown up. That's not how we view it because, that, because culture has totally shifted it. But that's, that's how we should view it. So now, go backwards. Our boundaries and, and what we should be doing actually should be, should be trigger warnings before you get to the actual thing. Does that make sense? So say, just for an example, say your boundary is, is uh, don't make, I don't know, what's a good boundary? Give me one. <laughs> no making out laying down. 
Yeah, okay, so no making out okay. in the, the horizontal position, okay? So, so okay. we naturally think, okay, that's the boundary. We can't do that. Actually, your trigger warning should be making out, period, kissing, period, because that's going to trigger you. So it, it's, it's changing your perspective to that is, that's not like, okay, we hit that point, now we should, no, that's the missile hitting your house and it's blowing up. We, gotta, we, got, we have to change our perspective of we need trigger warnings before we get to the thing. Saying, okay, there is a missile heading here, and if I don't get out of here quick, we're both blowing up. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's shifting our perspective to not, okay, we got to the thing, we need to, we need to go away. No, what is the thing before the thing that's gonna, that is going to alarm me? Okay, we're, go, we're going somewhere, we need to get out of here. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it shifts your perspective entirely. That's really good. Can I, I, I want to yeah. add something on, on the, the purity thing of the limits and all that stuff. Just because it isn't uh, virginity doesn't mean you're winning in the purity. Does that make sense? <laughs> because, because the virginity, like losing your virginity is not the, okay, if we don't do that, then, man, we've won the purity battle. No. Because you can, you can win that and lose. And I, we heard this on a podcast the other day, and it totally just wrecked me. Is that you can, you can win that battle, the virginity battle, but you can lose the purity battle. Yep. So, so stop asking the, 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 the limit questions. Start asking other questions. Yeah. And to, can you get back to the why? The why is because the way God's designed it is better. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, it's Christian, and like, it's right and wrong. Like, that's, No. The way that God's designed the relationships to thrive and be healthy and not damage you and other people involved is to do it that way. So please make sure you're hearing us. Like, this is not being like, this is because this is what the Bible says so. Like, it is in the Bible, but that's not my point. The more point that God's designed it to set you up for thriving and your relationships to be full of life, not death at the end of those relationships. And last thing on the physical, because I want to make sure that those people that are in here that have that have had a physical past. Yeah. And and man, I love that you're here because there's some Christians in here that have been raised in church their whole life, have come to church their whole life, and they have that past. And then there's people in here that just started coming to church and they have that past. And they're hearing maybe this stuff for the first time and they're going like, what are you guys talking about? Like, this has never been a thing for me. Like, I've always done this stuff with my relationships. And this is just kind of a sign of manhood or a sign of womanhood or like everybody does this. Everybody like has sex. Everybody does this stuff with their, their boyfriend or girlfriend. Like, so this is the first time. I know we got that spectrum in here. But, but the, one of the most important things you can hear us say in regards to the physical side of the relationship, because, man, it is such a tough topic that not a lot of people talk about because it, people feel uncomfortable. And like, where can I go and be honest and not be judged? Where can I go and actually process this stuff? And not feel like I'm going to get in trouble or like the, the hammer is going to come down and then everything. I want to be a people. Like I, God is the center. We're going to continue to always come back to him, come back to the word. But like we're going to be a place where we can be real. Amen. We can bring our stuff to the table and go, God, help us deal with this. Help us figure this thing out. So if you're here tonight and you got stuff like that, you're not worse than somebody else. You're not more used baggage than somebody else. Man, literally, the power of God through Jesus Christ can renew you. And so, like, if you're here and you've been a Christian and you've known that and you've been living in darkness, or you're here and you just became a Christian and the light's just been turned on in that world, tonight you have an opportunity. I'll, we'll pray at the end just to give you a, ch- a chance to just go, I need to just, like, receive that forgiveness and that grace of God for me and start fresh. Everybody has that in Jesus tonight. Those are that we'll, we'll wrap that up on the physical, uh, but I'm passionate about it because I've blown it, <laughs> and I pretended like I wasn't blowing it for a long time. Yeah. Like I was like, no, nope, I got this. I'm a solid Christian dude at my youth group, and I'm not messing up with this stuff. And my engagement is perfect. And I'm, and man, I, I didn't feel like I had really a place to go or people to go to that I could really be real and not be judged and thrown out. We want LWY to be that kind of place. Um, a lot of questions are coming in about like, what if I like somebody who doesn't believe the same stuff as me? We don't value the same things. Or what if I know somebody who's in a really unhealthy relationship in regards to like, they don't believe the same things. She's a Christian and he's not, or he's a Christian and she's not, and she's bringing him into a place that's not healthy. Um, you guys have any thoughts about that? Thoughts about like just 
the Bible talks about things, people being unequally yoked. That's the way the Bible kind of describes it. But for those in here that have questions about like, I like this guy, but he doesn't actually love Jesus yet, but he's a really good guy and he's so hot. <laughs> How do you, what do I do with that? Um, man. I would say, one, uh, nothing's wrong with friendship. Um, so pursue friendship. Just because I think, I think, I think our, our tendency is to jump straight to, oh, uh, well, we can't date because, you know, they're not a Christian, I'm a Christian, ah, you know. And I think um, don't always jump to that. Friendship's a great thing. Uh, the second thing um, What that can do is it can cause you to be in a place where you will compromise your values. Because, and, and I'm speaking from the, the place of I'm a Christian, they're not. Um, and I don't know if we, we could probably switch the roles. But from that, from that perspective, uh, it, can, it can cause you to be in a place, and I'm saying this every time, but it can cause you to be in a place where you, you begin to compromise your values to, um, and, and not that they're a lesser um, person. That's not what I'm about to say, but to stoop down to what God's values aren't. That makes sense. And so God's values, man, God's values are high. It's high stand. I mean, and, and it's hard and we fail, but putting ourselves in that position, putting ourselves in that relationship can cause us to be in a place where we will compromise our values or have the potential to compromise our values. That's really good. Any thoughts? Um, but friendship. Be their friend. You don't have, you, it doesn't mean you have to like run the opposite direction and like never speak to them again because you're just like so afraid that like you're gonna like 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 renounce your Christianity. Yeah. Like be their friend. Like like totally redefine the word I like. Like I like you as a person. I want to be your friend. <laughs> Yet you laugh because like when we hear that, like I like you, and I I, I did this with my now wife. Like. I like you as a person, and I'm going to redefine what I like you means. It doesn't, I don't always have to jump to like, okay, so when do we start dating? Be a friend. Don't always jump to that. Preach. <laughs> so just because real quick, like we have, to, we have to redefine and shift the culture when this whole thing. Like friendship is so underrated. So here, can we do something? Can, from this night forward, in our context, ready? If you're a part of the LWI community and you're here, because let's just just to start here. We can't. I can't control. I actually can't control what's happening even here. But I can't <laughs> control you outside of here. But like, can we create a world where a guy can talk to a girl in this room, and a girl can talk to a guy, and they could just, <laughs> and it can it can genuinely just be some friendship building. Listen, listen, y'all, y'all gotta help, y'all gotta help me create this culture. But man, I'm passionate about it because if we can't create a world where a guy and a girl can talk and it genuinely just be like, I want to get to, I want to be a friend. Like I genuinely, this isn't about, like yeah, maybe I am attracted to you, maybe you are attracted to me, but that's okay. Like I can still, I could be a friend, and friendship is valuable. We don't have to go straight to the point of relationship. Listen, not that relationship is bad. I'm not going to sit here and hate on relationships in high school. Like I think a lot of people can and do, because people ask. I say it. Should you date in high school? My answer is maybe. Yeah. It's not for everybody. But, but I will say, like, we got to be okay with building better friendships and being okay with talking to one another without it being this, like, oh, my gosh, she's talking to him. Oh, my gosh, she's talking to her. We got we to be, be shifting that kind of culture. You can help. That's the kind of culture we want to have. Friendship is underrated. Yeah, you can clap. Come on, Brittany, clap her. You guys cool if, you guys cool if we do a couple more? Um. This one was answered, this one was asked like 12 times in a row, so I'm gonna answer it. And then if you guys can each find one, one more that, that is really standing out to you that we can hit. Uh, what if the wrong timing means that the relationship you want won't happen? Good question, whoever you are. What if the wrong timing, listen, listen, means that the relationship you want won't happen? Ma'am, 
This was like this was the this was the core centerpiece of like my wrestling that I had to go back and forth with the Lord. Like I wanted for a long time it was Holly, who I'm now married to now. But for it for two years straight, I wanted a relationship with Holly so bad, but I had to get to the point, and God brought me to the point where like I could let go and see a future of not being with Holly. If it meant that God had something else. And, and so the question is, what if the wrong timing means that the relationship you want won't happen? Then it means that God's got something better. That might be difficult for you to, like, see because the person that's in front of you or the potential relationship that's in front of you seems so perfect. Or, or you're in one, and it seems like it's so great, but you feel like you, you maybe you know deep down you shouldn't be in it. And, and some of you just need to, to, to redefine the, the value of, like, God's way being better than your way. And, and for me, I had to let go of Holly, which I ultimately did. So just a quick circle story, like, I did. I let go of pursuing her because it was not working. She kept thinking, like, uh, <laughs> I have lots of words about me as a person. So it weren't great. She didn't like me that much. But, uh. I don't know, creepy wasn't the word. I just liked her too much, maybe. I just was too clingy. I don't know what, what it was. I just, I liked her very obviously. Probably clingy. But I had, when I finally let go, and I, I finally turned it over to the Lord, and like, God, I trust you. If this yeah, is going to work good. out one day, and then it, it'll work out, and it'll be your timing and your way. But I'm not going to force it. I think, I think that when you can do that, that'll be, that, that's valuing what God has for you more than what you think is going to be good for you. Good question. What do you got? Or you got one? You got one? Let's go. Let's go you and then him because we just talked a lot and you haven't been Anyone stand out? Um, one was, uh, was this one not working? Or is it not what does accountability look like? Uh, which is a great question. Uh, it can look like many different things. I think something we personally experienced within our relationship was you need to have people that are going to get in your face. Because you, at least I'm speaking for myself, there will be times where you will do anything to like, kind of like skip Get around. out of their face. Yeah. <laughs> to skip around like what's actually going on or, and so off the bat, getting people that you know will actually keep you accountable. They'll ask, how are you really doing? They'll ask hard questions. They will actually be within the vicinity of your relationship. And then... Also, I would say, uh, one, on your end, you have to be willing to be accountable. So, because someone can ask you how you're doing all day long, but you can lie till you're blue in the face. It's a two-way. It's yeah. a two-way thing. Totally. Totally is a two-way thing. And I think uh, also within accountability, knowing you're going to have to do hard things. Because there were times, like, towards the end of our relationship, like, anytime we went together alone, we were texting someone, like, hey, we're about to leave. And it was, like, the most annoying thing. Like, to be completely honest, I was like, this is so stupid. Like, I feel like a child. But doing the hard things was, again, like, okay, well, we don't. We want to prevent. We were not perfect. But it was those moments of preventing what could happen and what could explode. So having people that are willing to be that for you but are also willing to have grace but also speak truth. Because there was definitely times where, um, the specific people in our lives, it was like, okay, I need to talk to them about such and such, and know it. And I knew that who that person was, they were gonna be truthful with me of like, you need to figure this out, but also have grace because we're human beings. So that was kind of a lot, but I would say in some having people you know are gonna actually ask you hard questions and before you, and then also it's a two way thing. You have to be willing to also be accountable. Uh, I'm going to answer this one because uh, they uh, called me out on what I said. Thank you for remembering, by the way. I don't know who this is. but I don't like how they spelled your name. Yeah, they spelled it wrong, so you don't know me that well, all right? <laughs> uh, should dating only be done when you're ready to get married? Parentheses. Wesley with a T in there. Well, I don't know what that means, but... Collide, Wesley. <laughs> yeah. Wesley, no T. Wesley said we date to marry... And I'm wondering what that means exactly. Or can dating be used to get to know someone and learn how to have a relationship? 
It's a great question. Great question. Uh, I still, I will hold my ground. We date to marry. Um, and the only reason I say that is because uh, what I think culture has done to us is it's made us um, put less value to relationships and less value to marriage. And so if we if we get to a place where yeah we're just we're just gonna we're gonna date and it becomes casual, when does marriage become casual? Right. I mean, we're we're putting ourselves in places to to just one little inch after inch compromise what we know to be true, and um, I mean, so we date to marry, and and so I think if you're if you're looking to get to know someone, because that I think that's what you're like. Yeah, we because that's a common thing. I mean, that's what culture says. Yeah, we date because I I want to know if we're actually compatible or if we actually could be married or, you know, but then that, be, and this is, I'm not saying this, this is what you're doing, but then that becomes, yeah, we're going to live together because we, we need to figure out, okay, can we live together in marriage? And then, you know, we're going to have sex because what if, what if they're not good in bed? And so I, then I don't want to marry it, right? We, we go from one little thing to the next. And I'm not saying that that's what you're doing, but man, that's what culture is telling us. And so if we give them an inch, they'll take it a mile. So if we, if we put less honor to dating, then we put less honor to marriage. And, and that, is, that, that, is, that is so far from the gospel, so far from what God says about marriage. He calls us, the church, the bride. And so, so even just that, just the honor that God gives to marriage, that Jesus, that Jesus and, and that just that, that relation of 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 marriage that there's great God puts honor and God puts value to marriage and so the more the more that we make it casual the more that we're going down a road that is hard to come back from so we date to marry I I dated to marry because I there was a lot of girls that I was not I was not in a place to date and so if you want to get to know somebody what I say earlier be their friend redefine I mean and I know it sounds silly but like I like you as a person I literally I don't know what I said to you, but I was like something like there's stir- like something stern in the pot or something. And I was like, I was like, I was like, tell me, I was like, I was like, I like you as a person and I don't want to get to know you. That's okay. Like, I like you as a person. Redefine it. Like Jesus was so countercultural. So why shouldn't we be? So go be somebody's friend. Like, it doesn't mean that you have to like think about dating right off the bat. And so. We date to marry because marriage is an important thing. And so I don't want to uh, make dating casual. I don't want to make marriage casual. I don't want to make anything in that sphere casual Um, because it's not. So good. Aren't you guys glad Wes and Amanda are up here tonight? Come on. Uh, Great questions. Here's what, so you know what we're going to do. We got Collide West this upcoming week, weekend. I hope all of you are there. There's still time to register. If you if you just hearing about it for the first time tonight, like, don't miss it. This is a weekend you do not want to miss. Collidewest.com, you can register. And then we're going to come back. We're going to have two more weeks of this series. And every night of the next two weeks, we're going to have time for answering more of these questions because there's too many that you guys are asking that are too good. I don't want to, I don't want to hold back. Last thing that I will say about what you just said, because I think this is important for a couple people in here. And I agree with everything you just said of the entire night. Like that, I hope you all heard that. That was it. Um, for those that are dating right now, man, date to the glory of God. Come on. Date, to, date to the glory of God. Like if you're going to date and, 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 you know, like hear what he's saying about like date to marry. But, you know, like it, that does not necessarily mean that, that if you're dating, you will get married. I hope, I hope the, I, I, the principle, 100%, you do date to marry, but that doesn't always end up in your dating turning into marriage because sometimes it, it doesn't work out, and that's okay. But if you're dating, date to the glory of God. Redefine the way the culture is saying you date. I mean, you could have a relationship that honors God and, and honors people, and people could look at you. Not that you're going to be this pinnacle that you know has to have the pressure to maintain an image, but, man, people could look at your relationship and see Jesus and see it different than the culture and be like, that's what I want. That's what I'm desperate for. 
a secure man and a secure woman who aren't finding all of their value and identity and purpose and, and joy in each other, but they find it first in Jesus, and then it bleeds into their relationship with each other. And man, like, I want that. They don't have to always be each other's everything because Jesus is their everything first. You can date to the glory of God. And yeah, you'll fail. Yeah, you'll mess up. Yeah, you'll, there'll be moments where like you, it's not glorifying God. But then when those moments come, repent. Humble yourself. Bring people in. Don't go dark. Don't go rogue. Don't go wall up. Don't create your own little thing where you like move everybody else away because you're feeling guilt and shame and you don't want anybody else to know. Like, no, get in the light. Run to the light. Run to the grace of God. Run to people who will love you and speak truth to you and be like, this is where we are. Will you help walk with us? Yeah. Date to the glory of God. Yeah. Let's pray.